Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. We have such a treat on the episode today, and I'm so excited. Many of you have asked for this, not only the topic that we're going to be discussing today, but many of you have also asked for this guest in particular. So I'm sure you already know from the title, but today we actually have my husband, also known as Curio, around the web. I will be putting all of his links down below so you can check out his Twitch, his Instagram, Instagram, uh, you know, whatever he's got, I will be putting please it down below for please you. Please don't follow me. Please don't look. <laughs> please him. follow him. Please, please follow him everywhere. I don't. I don't say anything <laughs> of note, and I only lurk. And let's. That's in my entire online experience. Is like. I. That's I not start true. To... You stream, and you want <clears throat> to go back to streaming. That's. Uh, that's true. <laughs> being in the so, public. I eye. don't know. Well, thank. What's you. wrong I'm, with being I'm in the happy. public eye? Nothing. We can talk about that in a second. <laughs> I am so happy okay. to be on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, yes. You technically did already a long time ago, and then again more yes. recently, and then yes. again this morning when I woke up. Yes. I literally woke him up, and I was like, come record with me. He has been awake for maybe 40 minutes max. Probably not even that long. I bet I don't sound like it, though, thanks to this coffee that you made. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You, yeah, I'll say you sound pretty awake to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, in any case, today's topic, my beautiful friends, we are going to be talking about magical thinking. And many of y'all, I've talked about this in videos on my YouTube channel. I've mentioned it here on the podcast. And I got probably over a hundred responses last time I mentioned it. And I was like, hey, do you want an episode on magical thinking? Or do you want me to make a video or something? Everybody wanted to hear about magical thinking. So I thought the resident magical thinker, God's favorite himself, needed to be a part of this episode. <laughs> and I feel like I have to give you context on that. I can't just say that my husband is God's favorite and not talk to you about it. It seems so, a little cruel, doesn't it? Sometimes It seems a little cruel if you don't know what that reference is about. Because y'all know that me and my husband don't believe in God the way that Christianity portrays. Uh, we are a godless home. Actually, we're not a godless home. We just we just we're don't not, pray to a... Yahweh. We just don't. Yahweh yeah. Elohim is not our god. No, <laughs> precisely. He's not our patron. No. So we're. But basically, the joke behind this is is that Jupiter, Daddy Jupiter in the sky, right? Um, we look at him like he he is our Lord and Savior sometimes. Daddy Jupiter, um, especially my husband's a Sagittarius, Jupiter dominant, and I'm Jupiter ruled as a Sagittarius rising. And for some reason, you're going to have to fucking explain this one to them, Andrew. <laughs> I He is just like the luckiest person I've ever met. Like, just tell, tell them. Tell them how, how lucky you are. Okay, all right. Yes, I am. I am lucky and also love 
Um, what's the timestamp? Hold on. I don't want to derail us, but I turned on my I turned on my cam so I could look at your face while I talk to you. Oh, sorry, you can't be looking at my face right now. My microphone is not in front of the camera. Wait, what? You can't look at my face. Sorry. Oh. I, I said can't. no. <laughs> well, why? And you're you're making me have to edit this. No faces. Oh, I thought I was editing this. Oh, you are. I. I mean, that's I great. I, I even no, I made a little um, note document. I'm oh, showing you my well, camera. Well. No, you can't see my face because my camera is across the room. My microphone is over here on this desk. You can't look at my face right now. Oh. Sorry about it. Hold on that. Okay. Um, sure. Okay. All right. Back to it. Um, Hello? Sorry. I was making a note. Uh, so, okay. The, the luck thing. It's, I didn't used to do this. I didn't used to feel this way. I felt like I was just like, oh, you know, sometimes I win some things and sometimes I lose. At some point in my life, I don't know when that was. It was definitely after my Saturn return. I just started not paying attention, not de- like de-emphasizing when my when my roles were normal or bad and it is it is a noticeable improvement like if i need something something happens and this happens like i maybe we do have a selection of like a bias but if i need if i need a you've you mentioned a parking space if i need to be in the right queue, like in the right line at the right time, I am. Like, if I show up for something, I just kind of weirdly just slide right in. And every like, time. I'm next in line. Literally every time. Like, we went to the airport. <laughs> this one I think was my favorite because I don't know why the fuck it happened, but I swear it's because I was with him. Um, we were going to Florida and the the line to get through security was kind of crazy. And we talked to your sister about this too. About yeah, she's like had a we, really hard time going through the security at the Seattle SeaTac airport. And we, we had enough time. We would have been fine, but hmm. we like roll up to the second half of security and somebody, just us, nobody else from the line, just us randomly plucked us out and said, Oh, come this way. And us too. I was like, oh, fuck. My, yeah, my, like, right? I, my thought was like, oh, fuck. Cause you know, I'm disabled. And so I was like, it's me. I'm limping and they think that I have some shit on me. Fuck me. Oh, and no. we get up to where they let us cut in. And no, they just put us in front of the line. Like, I don't know why this happened, but I swear to you, it's because I was with Andrew. Like, it, it just, it didn't seem like they clocked you as, as like, disabled or needing assistance and put us with other people who need assistance maybe no i'm not sure like it didn't seem that way and yeah it was just it was just that easy it's just yeah that easy. like just it just shit like that or like we will roll up to our favorite donut shop and they'll have like mm. the last donut will be like or the one that they'll one of one us scone. wanted like they'll have one scone like it just things like that that was like hidden under a couple of other donuts or something. <laughs> like it just things like that all the time. 
he just I, I find really good I find really good vinyl records. I like if I if I start I don't really think about it, but if I'm like all right, let's see what I can find and I flip through a rack of like used vinyl records. I'll find some really good shit if I like really just like sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to read this and I'm going to rack my brain to see if I like any of this stuff or if I've heard about it before. And a lot of times I do. And maybe that's, oh no, Chloe, no, I'm getting in my head about it. <laughs> no, I'm you like, can't. No, right, you're oh, going to ruin oh, it. Okay, no, no, you're no, going to fudge it. I'm just fine. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Real talk though. Like it is, I think, I think those two things can, can live in tandem. Like magical thinking can, it can coexist with this, let's call it magical realism where it's like, you know, magic is real. And if you, if you have a hard time swallowing that, then maybe, maybe it's a personal practice thing. But now, now that I'm secure in my personal practice, and that took a long time, that took many years, um, now that I'm secure in my personal practice, even if I have a, a self, let's say a self-defeating or self-extinguishing thought, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, duh, like you've done, you've done this same activity X amount of times, like you're, you're good at it. So, and yeah, you have a collection, so you're going to probably find something like the bias is in your favor. But even if I have that idea... I don't know. I think, I think me and and my my personal traumas, which we could talk about that in a little bit. Me and my personal traumas have made me really good at just putting, like, you know what? I'm gonna put that idea. I'm gonna put that thought in a little box. I'm just gonna put that little box right here, right in front of me. But I'm not gonna pay attention to it. <laughs> Teach <laughs> me that, your ways, master. It's <laughs> it was a problem. Because Andrew would never open the boxes again. You have to open the boxes again and analyze oh, them. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if you're like me and you just never put the lid on the boxes, that's also a problem. Oh, you just have jars everywhere. You just yeah, and they're just, they're just open. It's, open temporary containers around you. Yeah, they're just oh, everywhere. No, baby. Baby, no um, in any case, I actually have a little bit of show and tell for <laughs> today's episode talking about magical thinking and... I first need to say, I'm not trying to bury this creator. Like, I'm not, I actually, I actually get a lot from them, like a lot. And so I want to make that very clear. I doubt that this person is ever going to listen to this podcast, but just in case you do, just in case you do, I'm not trying to bury you. Your content has literally saved my life at multiple points in time. We're not, we're not deep shoveling on i have no no No. context i have to talk about this though because i constantly reference this person in my content and they said something that for the first time i did not agree i was like oh no what is the oh no 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 and it actually looks like they took it down i actually went to go try to find the original post before this episode and she actually took it down so what I want to talk to y'all about, which I feel like if any of y'all follow both of us, and I'll tell you who, um, you're going to know, like, you probably felt the same way. Like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but the holistic psychologist put oh. out a post in the middle of July that was basically discrediting magical thinking. And 
she was, but here's the thing. I can't find the original post, which is really unfortunate because I would have read you every single slide and I don't remember exactly what it said, but the thing that she, yeah, it was on Instagram. The thing that she had said that she was getting at, which I do technically see her point, but it is not the same as the kind of magical thinking we're talking about today. And I want to make this distinction really clear because I can see both validity here. So what she was making a case for is that adults that participate in magical thinking don't participate in their own lives and making changes. So it's like this concept Mm. psychologically that children have magical thinking and they think that somebody is going to come in and be like their white knight savior and adults that participate in this will just stay stuck in their lives waiting for somebody to come save them. And though I totally see her point, I also feel like she didn't really make room for law of attraction the magic Mm. community she actually kind of offended a lot of people so much so that i think maybe that could have been the reason she took it down or maybe she saw a new perspective i think she's really a great creator at like looking at what is going on and making adjustments you know just like i hope most of us humans are but i noticed a lot of the comments on this post were what about law of attraction what about you know, Mm. manifesting your desires, isn't that the same? And how can you sit here and say this, but you're somebody who teaches that law of attraction is a good thing. And so for her, it was more on the realm of not taking action in your life and believing that somebody else is your savior. But I don't know. Anyways, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, mm, It sounds like with granting the most grace, Granting the most grace to the holistic psychologist, who who I like. I also have a bias. I do have a bias towards the holistic psychologist because I've liked a lot of what they've said. I've liked a lot of what they've written. And I've seen some of the criticism to them, too. So it's surprising that they would even say something like that without Agreed. without a bunch of... Um, uh, what do we call it? A, a bunch of... Yes. Uh, Without making of, room for the nuance. A bunch of exceptions. And we're like, oh, granted this, granted this, blah, blah, blah. Like, because you can, you can see that, but you, we, but we just call that living in a fantasy. Like, we, we yeah. have other ways to describe adults who, who kind of, you can tell, maybe live in a fiction of their own creation. Totally. And... Like, that sucks. But I don't know if... That's not necessarily magical thinking. I've seen... I've seen magical thinking, or I've heard about magical thinking being used for bad things, of course. Um, but... You're right. I think it's all about that nuance. If... Of like, what about what about my magical thinking experiences indicate to me, like I'm the I'm the only actor in my life. I mean, right? You're you're wonderful. I love you. You're beautiful. <laughs> Same you energy. are. You're a real person, and you are not like tied to my whims. Like you are an individual actor, but I really do feel like I'm the only one who can make changes in my life. Like, same. 
if I want something to change and I don't do anything to change it, nothing will happen. Like, yes. I feel like what she should have said, like, if I could add anything Mm. to that, I feel like it would have been better because she didn't make room for the nuance. And I think that was what upset a lot of people, myself included a little bit. I wasn't upset. I was just surprised. Mm. I think it would have been better to call it fantasy thinking. That is that is right, because it's almost storybook, like, kind of. It, yeah, it's living in a fantasy that isn't real, right? I feel like fantasy thinking is really what she was describing, where magical thinking, we haven't even gotten to the point of that yet. <laughs> right. In this episode. Oh, no, yeah. Maybe we should, maybe we should start there. What do you think... What do you, what would you, if you had to define it, and definitions are, are rough, we don't go to dictionary.com. We don't, no, we, don't, we don't. This shit is not in the dictionary because it's just, it's just not there yet. Maybe it will be. No, maybe it but will be someday. How do you feel that if you were going to define magical thinking, how would you do that? It's, to it sounds me, like a hard task. Magical thinking is. And granted, I don't think that I am the resident on this, but for my own interpretation for my Mm -hmm. life, magical thinking is realizing that everything is a metaphor for everything. And I walk through my life Mm -hmm. looking at how everything serves me and how everything is telling a story. Like if I have an internal conflict going on, I can usually see that represent itself outside of me immediately. Mm. Or if I have something really great happening internally, I see that externally. And to me, it's noticing those things, paying attention to how, to me, I almost refer it back to like the law of one that to me is the most magical thinking I can get. Mm -hmm. But I also correspond it to law of attraction, to believing that my favorite, the better it gets, the better it gets, right? I correlate it to my own ability to attract the things that I want in my life by thinking about them positively. But I will also say, because this is a heavily nuanced topic, you can be depressed as fuck and still manifest what you want. I've talked about that in a video that I will link down below for you. I have put out a whole mental health video where I said that and everybody was like, damn girl, we needed to hear that. It's great. It's Um, probably taking a lot of effort because being, oh, well, okay. Do you think magical thinking has anything to do with positive thinking? I think so. Right? (laughs) I'm hesitant to say that. Because I don't think it always has to come from a positive place. No, it can definitely come from a very negative place. Yeah. So no, I actually don't think it's necessarily linked to positive thinking. For me, though, that's why I said I am not the resident person like on this. But for me, that is how I choose to use my power to magically think. You could be using your magical thinking for all kinds of shit. I just prefer to use it with a positive lens if I am able to. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, I feel like, I feel like every time I try to hammer out a phrase, like this is what magical thinking is. I am just assaulted from all sides by, oh, sorry. (laughs) 
I'm picking up on your mic. It's hot today. <laughs> we have the doors open and the fans Sorry, on. Sorry, it's hot. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, what I I am just assaulted from all sides by. Oh, but what about this? Oh, but what about this? Oh, but wait, think about this. Think about this too. Like, I am. I think, bare bones with, with a lot of caveats. I think magical thinking is. Is. Our influence like very much in the same way that you're saying and actually i really like how you just described it because it's a lot more poetic than i'm describing it but it's <laughs> it's our ability to interact with the universe around us that's yeah. that's magical thinking i like it and you know it's not just strangely enough it's not just limited to thinking it's almost like it's a magical interaction that you have with your the space and the energy around you, however you want to describe it. Like, well, I also think it's it's heavily linked to curiosity as well, in mm, the sense that it's like I love that I'm out I'm outside, I see a hawk. What does the hawk have to tell me right now? I'm looking mm. at this tree and I'm awestruck. What is this? What is the medicine that this tree has for me? Or, um. I just, this one might be some hard for some people because it is a little bit more negative. Um, you see one person scream at another person in traffic. What is the medicine of that interaction for me? Where, where is that coming through in my life? Where can I tap into that same frustrated feeling that I'm experiencing? And I'm not saying that we are constantly influencing every person because I think we all have free agency and get to make choices, but I feel like magical thinking to That's, me also yeah. is heavily linked to being curious about the environment and what it can be teaching you at every moment in time. What's funny about that is I honestly think my magical thinking doesn't like very, very rarely will I, will I have that chain of thoughts? What oh, normally so you're like, you're like the hawk is just the hawk and I'm just here and they're just here. Well, okay. Um, I live, I have lived, I, I have a vacation home in, in like biology and chemistry and in like physics. Like I'm fascinated by the interactions that we have with physical objects, but that's, that bleeds really nicely into the interactions that we have spiritually and, and oh, psychically with objects. Like, We've known, we've known for so long that when you touch something, what is it that you're really touching? Is it really a touch? I don't think so. And so if there's nothing separating you, if the only thing separating you and I is air, we are touching. Because <gasps> oh. the air that bumps against me bumps against air that bumps against air that bumps against air that bumps against you. Like... Cool. We do have a, a very physical and very, like, possibly a very spiritual and emotional connection with everything. It's just me just singing just around the river bend while I'm walking through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a bit more nuanced. It. It's a bit more nuanced than that. But 
I don't really, I don't, I don't focus on that. Although I see the vil- validity in. Oh my god, she really does seem all about what I just explained. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Po- that song just around the river bend. She is literally talking about what I'm talking about. Pocahontas, yeah. fucking magical thinker as fuck. I think that's true of native culture in general. They just know how to honor space more than the rest of us without culture. Pocahontas, I'm, and this is, this is not like, I love the artists who, well, I don't know. I have so many thoughts. It's already on so many, like, a big... The Disney bastardized big, yeah, what big red indigenous culture point. is. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, she loves the water and she loves the river and she loves all of her friends. But you gotta, you know, gotta sex her up a little bit. Cut her skirt oh, a little God. bit. Like, I'm just like, oh, God. A big red exclamation point pops up in my head whenever I think or say about Pocahontas. Like, oh, my God. I just don't. Well, and they made it such like this cute story when it's not actually no, very cute. It's not. Like, at it's all. a real person. Like it's actually a real problem. I'm gonna close that. I'm gonna close that box. I'm sorry for opening that box, but I'm going to close that box. I'm gonna do that little thing where you take <laughs> four corners of a cardboard box or the four flaps and you kind of fold them into each other so that it doesn't open on its own. Okay. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> okay, but in but really, I feel that I I I feel like. Even just moving around, I have some some play, some interplay with my reality. And other people, for better or worse, have some play on my reality as well. And so I think it's just striking a good balance with that for me. I like it. Well, so here's another. So I feel like in a roundabout way, we've kind of defined what we both believe magical thinking to be which interestingly enough we do have kind of different opinions but they still cross Mm. over yeah um which is another reason i felt like you were the perfect person to speak to but if you were going to tell somebody how to interact with magical thinking more what would you tell them your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hmm. Big thing. It does depend on the person. All like right off the bat, I think it depends on the person. But if like they wanted to hear from you, like uh, uh, this person, okay, <laughs> I don't so even so want so. you to think about that. Like okay. this person and their situation, like this is your clone, okay, <laughs> and it's you, and they don't know shit. What are you gonna tell them about experiencing magical thinking? Okay. Well, okay, I would, I would tell them that. We have, we've known, we have seen that even, like, we are so sensitive as people, as living creatures, are so sensitive to our environment, so sensitive to the places we live and the things that we interact with, that even without realizing it, you are having an unconscious effect on the things and the people around you. 
if you if you understand that, then if you think something might happen, or if you think something will never happen, you could actually have an oversized effect on that thing happening or not happening. And so you have to keep that alive inside your head in some form or another, I think, whenever you're interacting with the world. That's what I think magical thinking is. So if you... if you Love it. Yeah, like... And they probably have a bunch of questions and a bunch of like, ah, that's a good question. (laughs) I'll probably be like, that's something I I haven't really thought about. Like, because I think I'm not going to get bogged down with too much nuance, if that's even possible, (laughs) because why do you think, why do you think people were probably, probably very upset? I didn't see the thread. Very upset at the holistic psychologist. Like, their lived experience, their magical experience, uh, differs from what they were probably describing and probably what they were warning against. They were warning against being idle, and, uh, expecting, like, magic, in quotation marks, to fix a problem of theirs. When that's like, magic is just like, the gravity you know you can't gravity is not gonna solve something you have to play with it definitely like like some things defy gravity and that's just a property that those things have and so you can kind of work with it (laughs) you know what you know where i bring in a lot of magical thinking chloe where on the runway when i'm when i'm lifting off and i'm taking off when i'm landing magical thinking like not because i'm like Oh, now's the time, now's the time to pray. It's more like, it's more like, uh, it's that, it's that idea, like, oh, here we go, defying a, like, playing with a vital law of our universe, like, the idea of gravity. We're just gonna play with it, because gravity can be overcome by lift and propulsion. Here we go. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and so that, like, my magical thinking will kick in and just be like, yeah, like this, like <laughs> this relies on, on everyone here getting to their destination. Obviously, I think, I think I have, a, I think I have more of a problem with landing than lift off, but a lot of people get really, see, up, I'm like, the opposite. And that's yeah. exactly what my sister said when she was here too. She didn't like the takeoff, but the landing was okay. I'm the opposite. The takeoff doesn't bother me at mm. all. It's the landing. I'm afraid to crash land. Suffice to say, um, yes, like I, um, oh, sorry, I dropped my thought. My thought is on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about? We were talking about planes. You said that you use magical thinking oh, yeah. when you're going up in the air on a plane, like that's, or yeah, uh, landing, think- whatever. Yeah, suffice suffice to say, I think those those two things are similar, and I think they they work really well with each other. Like, I I do think that in in some way, I I don't want to hammer out exactly what percentage I influence my my day to day happenings. Like, maybe it's one hundred percent, but that idea is kind of scary. 
Like, right. if you dictate everything that happens to you, like, that is frightening because sometimes terrible things happen to me. And Agreed. So I kind of, I kind of work with those. Um, I, maybe the reality is that, like, those things, those things did happen unequivocally, but it was part of, it was part of a, like, part of a system that I wasn't necessarily involved with, but here it comes, the thread interacting with my thread, and this is where this, these chain of events come into my life, and now what I do with that is going to dictate how we both continue, whether or not I stay tied with these things. How, I mean, how serious do how serious do we want to get like this? Do you I mean, authentic. It's divine authenticity. Oh, oh God, are you okay? Oh yeah, I just whenever I think about whenever I think about like threads of fate, or whenever I think about like the things that seem outside of our control coming into our lives and almost forcing us to make decisions about that. I I think about my my going I I flew home for everyone who didn't know I flew home to go see my my paternal grandmother who went home on hospice after her like um, treatment for leukemia and it was it was rough it was it was like on the surface very rough like i was back home something like back in california i like it enough to call it home still to know that clay i like california and southern <laughs> california and my my mom's house enough to still refer to it as home yeah <laughs> um and i just had a lot of like it forced me to it forced my hand in some ways like i had to decide what i represented i had to decide whether or not i wanted to be here and there are i really don't want to get into that part of that box but there are agents there are bad actors in my family who honestly would rather have seen my grandma die way earlier probably <sighs> sooner than anyone else and that would have been legal or possible or and who who like this was like their show they wanted this and i had to be the one and i decided i really did i decided to be maybe a hope maybe not like a completely hopeful one because it was it was kind of bleak um but not not be forever upset and not be forever angry and not be forever despair like still well experience changed you because you saw what it did with people that are older than you absolutely and you saw that progression and you were like "Ooh, i don't want to become that Mm -hmm. and like my family, for, for anyone's listening, my family is very young. My uh, 
my parents were really young when they had me. Their parents were really young when they had them. And so we're all pretty close. My great-grandmother is alive. Yeah, still kicking. My, my great-grandmothers were alive until pretty recently, actually. Within the last maybe 10 years. And I'm 31 now, so it's it's like all kind of, I guess, I guess when you when you kind of zoom out, like the tragedies will kind of happen to a lot of people in the family, uh, and we can all kind of experience it as kind of mutuals, because I was with my mom when this was happening, and my mom's again not that much older than me. She's only she's only like eighteen years older than I am, uh, so it was it was very it was very odd how everyone chose to kind of pick up, and like I said, this this bad actor in my family, like I feel, I feel like their life maybe got, or, I, they maybe believe that their life got better after my grandma died after their mom died. I just kind of opened that up. You can you can put those pieces together. Um, but honestly, I feel like I am still sad, and I am. I guess I'm still grieving. I I I've, yeah. I notice that every time. But even yeah. even with my grief, I can think about that, and I can I can play with that. I guess in in your words, like I don't think. I don't think this death taught me a lesson or gave me, but maybe it did. Maybe it did give me a medicine, like medicine of a kind of a kind. I'm like, I think from now on, I know, I know what that looks like. I know what, almost like, (laughs) I don't think this is, this is big. This is a big one. I don't think evil exists necessarily. I don't think evil exists either. This is this is like outside the scope of our podcast this podcast episode, but um if if there was an evil, it is that kind of neglect. It is I agree. that kind of like and I think I just took that and I'm like, okay, this is the last thing. This is the thing that we never do. Like we never, we never just decide that someone's life is forfeit. Yeah, and I think that actually makes me really powerful in like a recognizing human suffering and wanting to do something about it. Well, I think so that's, that's where magical thinking, I wouldn't say that it's out of the scope of magical thinking. And yeah. I'll explain more on that in a second. I just want to take a moment to really thank you for your authenticity. Oh, thank you so much for thanks. being so open and for sharing. I know that that takes a lot of courage, especially because this man is a Scorpio moon. Um, <laughs> he's definitely I... not. Uh, he's not a Gemini moon like his counterpart sitting here that will overshare everything emotional. So I really appreciate you being <laughs> so open to share that. Thank you. I thank you. I, I appreciate you stopping for a moment to say that. <laughs> I did during I had to I had to forget that it wasn't just us talking. 
and it was a podcast. But also, <laughs> I am okay. I am okay with it being okay. a podcast. Um, I wanted to say that I didn't think that what you were talking about was so far off from magical thinking because even I think sometimes it's it's that presence of what people perceive as quote unquote evil mm. that makes people not believe in magical thinking that makes people think that there there is no God. Her abortion is not scheduled and everything is terrible. <laughs> we have no control. Oh, it is that mm-hmm. that's an inside joke. I'm sorry, y'all. Her abortion is scheduled. Um, you know, it, it's that kind of it's that kind of terrible things that can lead people to believe that there is nothing and magical thinking certainly cannot exist because it Mm. it breeds a lot of cynicism and you took that opportunity that could have made you very hard or could have made you very cynical and you chose to make it something very beautiful for yourself and even though i think even terrible things are beautiful and they I can think that's, be, that's also part of magical thinking. Even terrible things are beautiful. Beauty, it's it's in our eyes. We are we yes. are the beholders of this event. We get to decide what is beautiful. What is universe and what is not. Like and Also, yeah. I have to ask, just and you can choose not to keep this in here because you're gonna want the one who's gonna edit this. I have to ask though, and <laughs> the podcast knows about like this experience. Cause I have talked about it in another one, but not in, not with your half of that. Right. Um, do you think, cause I've thought about it for sure. Do you think that one night that you got woken up to like somebody patting your back? Do you think that could have been her? Because she was my first guest. You know, like, I immediately went to one of your grandmothers, but I couldn't yeah. decide which side. And the more I've thought about it, the more that side makes sense to me, because you were such a nurturing force there at the end. And I think a lot of people didn't have the space that you were willing to give. And Ooh. I think when we talk about, like... I mean, we could talk about this shit for days, episodes, oh, even, you know, I'm talking sure. about like generational trauma and how I think a lot of us millennials and Gen Zers have really looked at generational trauma and have decided to end the cycle and it's creating mm-hmm. a new world. But you, to me, potentially are a first generation that is doing that just the way that I am. I'm a first generation looking at the traumatic cycles and deciding to do something different. And so what if that experience was like, I don't know, her just showing up for like the amazing work that you've decided to do. (laughs) I actually hadn't considered that in that light. Um, It was definitely my experience. if If anyone wasn't familiar was that, yeah, I did get, I did get woken up with a physical sensation, but it was a very loving sensation. It was a very, it was not something that. Didn't you think it was me? And then you were like, what the fuck? Because I I was in another room. (laughs) I thought you were trying to wake me up. (laughs) It was, it was that kind of like, um, kind of like when you hear, kind of like that auditory dreaming or where it's kind of, it's kind of blurred in between wakefulness and sleeping. Mm-hmm. Where you'll hear, I usually hear my name, 
It's Oof, I hate that shit. I hear that all the time. Eh. But I hate it when I get woken I mean, up via auditory cue. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put anyone on blast. But like, I have definitely been woken up in my own house, and the only thing that reaches me is like, you're done being quiet about it, and you're trying to wake me up for real. And you're like, Andrew, wake up. (laughs) So it's the, I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to say, but I am used to being woken up like that sometimes. I think it's because, listen, y'all, I am that person that's like, I made you coffee. Here's your breakfast. Wake up. I'm super soft about it. I do this. I swear to you. 10 times and on that fucking 11th time that this motherfucker's not moving i start to get pissed and i'm like listen like, i tried to be nice get the fuck up you're talking to a brick like you're like, like i tried to get be the nice fuck to up you. here's your fucking breakfast i gotta Ugh. go like uh, there's a plate in front of me like i hear the clanking of like a fork like there's there's like a cup being put down next to my face. There's Andrew a toothbrush. Like a rock. There's a toothbrush being handed to me, and I'm with like, toothpaste Ooh. on it. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm I'm away, <laughs> and I will I'll start to fall asleep holding a fork in my hand. <laughs> like that's <laughs> what was oh oh that's right that's right that was a, little, a mini tangent, but yeah. Um, it was, it was definitely, it was of a kind. It was definitely a, a loving, hey, wake up, kind of. It wasn't a forceful, I didn't get shoved out of bed, thankfully. I've never experienced any kind of weird, uh, ghosty, poltergeisty activity like that. But that was definitely, that was something. That wasn't nothing. And so, it's possible. I, I'm very open to that possibility that it could have been. Yeah. You know what's funny? I just what? realized. Um, I was raised Catholic. And it was kind of like a Havsies house because um, my biological father was not, like, very religious at all and was kind of cynical about it. And I think I kind of... Are you serious? This man had crosses in his house, though. Yeah, but it was like... It's it one of those, like, um, like showmanship kind of things, Yeah, it was, it was definitely a performative... it's like, I don't actually care, but here's my cross so you know that I believe in baby Jesus. We went we went to Easter Mass. Like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, it's one of those. Because, we're, yeah, we're, it was... But my mom was a run-of-the-mill Sunday kind of Mass. Like, and so a lot of run-of-the-mill Sundays I went to church. And, um, but also, yeah, my... My my father would actually go, like on the big the big tent the big tent uh, church on Sunday with my grandma my my aunt his sister all the little kids they would all go we would all go. Um, honestly, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I would be super critical about the church, but like that was fun. <laughs> that was fun <laughs> going to church with the whole family, and then after we'd go to Meatless, we we'd get like we. We'd get breakfast, we'd Hell have yeah. a good time, we'd have coffee. Hell yeah. It was wonderful. I love Hell it. yeah, baby. Hell but like, yeah, baby. <laughs> we could have just gone to a farmer's market. I oh, wish we, I oh, wish we would have just farmers gone to a farmer's market. Farmers markets are my church. <gasps> I, Let's make it merch. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. I'm sure it exists. Farmers markets are my church. Oh my gosh. Let's make a shirt, please. We have, we have church to go to tomorrow morning, Chloe. 
We do. Tomorrow's going to, well, when we're recording this, tomorrow is Saturday. For y'all, it's Tuesday. But, oh my gosh, we have church in the morning, Andrew. You know what? I I do love a farmer's market. Give me a good, give me a thick-ass cucumber. Give me some Oh, man. Give me somebody's fucking homemade salsa. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? I was just thinking about, never, well, actually, this is, I was thinking about the recipe that I want to make that I haven't told you about because it's a secret. And now I what? just put it in the podcast. Um, <laughs> I need some orb. I need some herbs. I'm going to get some herbies okay. on there. Hell yeah. some herbies. I love it. Okay. Uh, um, what the fuck was I talking about? Okay. So our, our respective upbringings weren't a, like we were steeped in prayer. We were, we were introduced to the idea of magical thinking. In, oh, absolutely. In, in funny ways, I'm going to say it, in a funny way, not the way that I would want to teach a child about interacting with their universe, but it was definitely because, you know, I can I can talk a whole podcast about it's just what we do, what we do, it's just magic. Like, we're just rich, we're just performing rituals. We're just out here being absolutely. witches. And like, absolutely. everyone's like, nah, uh and while they while they swing incense and while they hold the holy chalice, oh yeah, Catholicism and I'm just 100. Like, as I'm they like, eat the body me? of Christ, excuse me. As we engage in ritualistic feast, like yeah, no. Don't it's even get me started on how. Like y'all know, I was raised Mormon. I've talked about it a lot. When I watched the temple ceremony back for the first time, they straight up have a prayer circle inside where they chant together. And I was like, "Bro, you're literally just—I didn't have the magical sense of witchcraft at the time. But looking back now, knowing what I know, I'm like, literally, you're chanting in a coven. Like that's—you stole this from witches. You are not doing anything religious. This is witchcraft." Yeah, that's that definitely primed it primed me and I know it primed you because of what you've talked about and what you've told me about like oh, that transition to being a witch in I'll I that one's a personal for me. I don't know how you necessarily identify when we talk about like witches and magicians but or like magic practitioners, but I definitely still categorize myself as a witch. Like I don't I don't give myself a lot of um categorizations when it comes to that i tend to categorize myself as a chaos witch Mm -hmm. um but i do believe that that bleeds into the realm of magical thinking and to be honest talking about magical thinking and witchcraft i feel like the the darkest days of my life you know getting back into that like cynicism and why it creates a lack of belief in magical thinking some of the darkest moments of my life that we on the podcast here have discussed in great detail. It was the lack of magical thinking that hurts the most. Like Mm. I think, man, this is probably like another topic for another time. So we don't have to go all the way in, but like I had my first real fight or wrestle with existentialism in my life (laughs) and I'm still dealing Uh, with it. But prior to that, I had never, thought about it i had never been existential i had never questioned my purpose in life i had never i'd i'd always had this from mormonism and then carried into witchcraft i'd always had this like sense of spirituality and connection that was always fostered within me 
And it was when I lost sight of that and got real fucking existential. And I would even say into like nihilism that I was like, oh, this must be what other people that don't partake in magical thinking feel like. Like, I don't, I don't know how to cope with this. I don't know how to deal with this. And even now when it comes up periodically, it's stressful to me because I don't know how to deal with it. And it, it blows my mind still that everybody, for the most part, there might be a small fraction of people that do not. Everybody in their life will deal with this challenge at some time with this like deep inner knowing that you will die. And that does it actually mean anything? We don't, we, we keep that box closed most days. Yeah, I think most um, humans do keep it closed most of the time. And, and not to, I don't, I don't prescribe you with anything, but I feel like it's harder for you to walk away from an idea like that. Yes. I told you all my Tupperware boxes are fucking open. The food inside is spoiling and it's a bad time. Oh, God. <laughs> it's hate, very I hard. Ha- for I you. hate our metaphor. <laughs> It's very hard for me to walk away and compartmentalize. I don't compartmentalize. It all just comes gushing out. And I don't know if that's because I'm a Gemini moon. I don't know if that's because I'm a Cancer Venus. I'm not really sure. It's like the thoughts of a hummingbird. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I do. I have the emotions of a total hummingbird heart. They're fucking fast and all over the place. I love you. Gemini moons be like I I only I wish for you only peace and I don't want you to change I love you you've never done anything wrong in your life ever Ever in my life (laughs) I'm sure that I have Um, oh my gosh I wanted to to say something else I feel like I've been talking a lot so I apologize it's Um, okay you're the guest you're supposed to talk a lot (laughs) Uh, something that I thought about a little while ago was I think my my first forays into magical thinking were definitely a decision, which is, we just talked about, again, we've been talking about personal responsibility. We've been talking about personal action. I really do think that mine was a decision and I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it a radical decision against cynicism. I Ooh. I have been a cynic a very long time. I'll much of oh my... yeah, when we first started dating, you were a cynic for sure. I was like, and I was the little magic mm-hmm. baby. What happened? You were magic baby. You were like a little. <laughs> um, I can't think about them. Um, a care bear. A little yeah, I was like you a little, little care bear. I was a total little care bear. But like, I wasn't any better. I was like. The cartoon villain in the Care Bear cartoon. Totally. I've never watched Care Bears, but I imagine there's a dark, like, there's a, there's a villain, but he's also a soft cartoon villain. Like, I actually don't remember. Care Bears was kind of before my time. What about, but I'm pretty sure. What about My Little Ponies? Is that, was that in your I did watch My Little Ponies, but I feel like their problems were like, oh no, Shady fell in the woods. Like, I don't know. It wasn't, I don't actually recall. Do you ever watch He-Man? No, I never watched He. That was before my time too. I feel like big Skeletor vibes, or just oh. like yeah, <laughs> the I'm power. Yeah. I'm powerful. I'm powerful because I see the truth unclouded, and the truth unclouded is nothing matters, and I get to walk on you because of nothing matters, Oof. and like 
that's such a that's such a tuny that's such a teenager thing to think it's so like i and you know what i oh i don't want to shit on, i'm never gonna shit on teenagers because i was one um i personally would would be hurt by things or by people and made a choice i think at some point to be like this doesn't matter like me being sad doesn't matter and you know what ultimately them being mean to me doesn't matter either because i because none of this experience is going to matter in x many centuries and so you know what i have the power back like i think Damn. being cynical was an attempt for me to be like actually Powerful. i know this shit and you don't know this shit and that's why i'm cool and you're gross God damn! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know we had a badass in the house. Fuck! <laughs> uh, but it's so. It's so like I see I'm how destructive that can be. Yeah, I don't feel Absolutely. like what I have dealt with hits the exact same thread because I don't think dealing with my own like lack of magical thinking, which is what I that's what we're calling Chloe's existentialism now. It's a lack of magical thinking. Huh, I don't okay. think that when I get into those moods that I think I'm better or more empowered or ha ha, I figured it out. In fact, it makes me feel very depressed. Like I hate not feeling like I'm a little magical care bear all the time. I love being the little magic baby. (laughs) Honestly, I think, and I think I've said this on the podcast too. My friend lives light. I genuinely think that's why we bonded so fast is because when I met her, I was like, Oh, you remind me of like the best parts of myself. She's just so sweet. She's, she's just a so, little magic baby. And I say that so in the good. kindest way. She is also a fierce, beautiful, empowered woman. She's not naive in no, any way. No, no. She just believes in the goodness of people. Yes. And is happy about it. Yes. And like, oh my goodness, like I love you. And being around this person reminded me of my own magical thinking. And it was so good to be in that energy. Same with Avani, both of them. Mm-hmm. Though Avani gives me a little bit more of like a grounded energy where I, I feel like I feel like me and Olivia definitely have this like we're up in the clouds just bouncing around with all the glitter. Like there's no can't contain. He can't contain this joy. It's not grounded. <laughs> we, we used to describe you that way. You were the kite and I was the rock. Or, Absolutely. Why were you tied to a rock? I'm... I don't know. <laughs> just bringing me down. God damn, Andrew. Uh, right. <laughs> You know what? Why were you tied to a rock? <laughs> I don't know rock. I never Why were really you the rock? That. I don't know. More like um, at a certain at a certain point, that cynicism ran very thin. That cynicism did not provide any serotonin. It provided Oof. no comfort, and that's when I started having a really bad time. That's when I started. Like little mantras oh to banish. Was that thoughts. when? Was that when your Saturn return happened? It might have been, honestly. Oh my gosh! It was. I it can't was wait for this Utah. motherfucking transit to be over for me. Because okay, y'all, he has Saturn in Capricorn, so his happened first, and I'm still in mine. I'm out of the peak of it, but it's still. And during the peak was when my mental health was the worst. And I'm still in it until March 8th, 2023. Yes, we are counting down the days. Um, I cannot wait for this transit to be over. I feel like it 
the thing that I was not dealing with, I feel like I had to deal with. And what you're explaining to me is the same thing, but in, in the opposite yeah. direction. You were always living in this state and you had to learn how to be more magical. And yeah. I feel like I'm having to see the opposing of that. If I had to choose, I'm not going to lie to you. I would rather be where you are <laughs> right now. <laughs> I would rather gonna... have to, I would rather have to find my way into the magical sense, which I think I still kind of do. Yeah, but... in a way, you have to like to come back to that. Yeah. Oh, you know, just the, just the normal humdrum everyday believing that you matter and that everyone matters. No big yeah. deal. No big deal. No big You'll deal. You'll figure MBD, it out. <laughs> you got it. Like, yeah, that's that's rough. Because, like, it is. yeah, I don't like that. I'm not going to blame it all on Saturn, but, like, the shoe fits oh, for me. Oh, man. Daddy the shoe Saturn, fits for me. Daddy Saturn really rolled up, though. Really rolled up and was like, actually, Throw the fuck up. you're already, actually, now, now you're, A, an adult, which that was, I was 20, well, when would when would that have been? Was that like uh, my Saturn return kicked in in February of 2021? So yours went from February 2021 back three years. It's like around mm. three years, not quite three years, a little bit less, but it would have been like up until February of 2021. Honestly, then I would say I would say then that. Um, it was it was a lot of me maturing before my Saturn return. I think I really had to reconcile a lot of things before my Saturn return even happened, um, because like I didn't think I was an adult at twenty three, probably not at twenty four. Although that's the that's the for me that was the cliff after after that when I turned twenty five. I think. I could no longer make excuses and it just all started coming kind of unraveled. I'm just like, Totes. Oh, like I am, I am carefree, but like, look at what being carefree has Oof. done. And what, also, uh, what time oh, were you born? Uh, seven thirty four in the morning. Gosh, why do I always think it's 23? Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry. Not so me over here pulling chart? up pulling up your Saturn. <laughs> do we do we, I we have to the see? chart? We have the yeah, chart. Yeah, but in I the don't Discord. I don't I don't oh I do. Well my computer's kind of far away. Oh, that's right, that's right. Oh, that's right. This is dumb. Oh, I already knew this. It was in the first house of identity for you. Ooh, rough. Mm. He had a bad time during his Saturn return, y'all. I'm sorry. I know I just totally cut you off, but this man has one, two, three, four, five, six <laughs> Capricorn in the first placements. He's a Capricorn rising, and his Saturn was in Capricorn in the first. So, like, you got fucked up during your Saturn return. Every single placement came to haunt you. I think uh, that tracks. That definitely attracts for me. I definitely, everything about me, I had to question. And you know what? Some things kept, I kept, I kept a lot. I kept a lot. Some things had to go. And <laughs> that was very scary. Well, I love the person you are today. I loved you then too. It didn't change. You did. But I, and I loved you. I, I, I think, I think teenage me loved you with the kind of intensity that maybe wasn't warranted or appropriate, but I loved you then too. <laughs> Same Even we've you. had this discussion where it's like, why the hell did we stay together? 
I don't know. Something about we, me loved you. We've only grown much. together, which has been awesome. But when we look back, <laughs> we were such different people that we just don't realize how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I've been meaning to get to this, but we've been chatterboxing mm-hmm. it up, both of us, that I haven't. I actually pulled a card. And I was asking about magical thinking, and I thought that this was so appropriate because oh. tarot is just fucking the truth. Um, this is from the Whispers of the Ocean Oracle, and it says, safe and surrounded by love. Keep your heart open and know you are being protected. Listen to what you know to be true and allow yourself to see and understand what is going on around you. Hmm. I think it's if, very appropriate. Yeah, I think that is magical thinking. Like yeah. it's 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 how we affect the things around us and we have mm-hmm. to be open to that. Hold on really quick. I have I have my Nightvale deck right here. I was gonna Oh, we're we're closing out with a couple tarot pulls. I love it. I pulled the nine of pentacles. <gasps> oh, having your cake and eating it too. I love it. Although in this deck it's probably looks scary uh, as fuck because it's a welcome to Nightville deck. It's, it's not really representative of that emotion. <laughs> Is it the one with the matches? No, that's the Nine no, of Wands, I think. Yeah. Or Nine of Wands. I am going to... The way that this makes me feel... It, it is definitely about how one interacts with the universe. It is definitely like things being affected. And... Like, maybe you have you have things that have been removed from you. Maybe you have, like, in your interactions with the universe, with your own magical thinkings, maybe some, some things stay, but some things definitely... Had, like, I, for me, I describe it as they had to go. But in some cases, for some people, I'm, I'm certain that some things were taken like what was taken from you Chloe in your in your quest for like I think you're a more empathetic person now but what was taken from you was it a kind of innocent joy was it a kind of yes. naive I happiness? honestly feel like I lost my innocence like I and I feel like most people go through that a lot earlier in life than I did and I think it was a gift that I got to have it for as long as I did. Mm -hmm. But I honestly think going through everything I have over the last two years, I have completely lost my innocence. Like I am no longer a child. I am a full fledged grown adult with adult problems. And I'm not trying to belittle anybody that is like, it's not an age thing. I think people that are younger than me go through this and that sucks. I, again, I think it's a gift that I was able to have it as long as I did, but I truly feel like my innocence of childhood is gone and I don't. And I think that is very Saturnian in nature. The innocence of my childhood is gone. You are in full control of your, your being. But that means that, that means that you don't, you don't always have, I'm not saying you never have, or that it's completely gone, but, you won't have a constant hand behind you, making sure that you're crossing the street. Like, Basically. And you know what? I don't know. Maybe your magical thinking can, can bring you back there. I, am I think not, so. I'm not separated from my, A, my real mother, or my, the mother energy, this energy that I am being kind of carried. 
I don't think it's totally it's all the way gone, but catch me in the middle of like a busy Seattle street. It's definitely me that is making the decision. <laughs> I am looking both ways twice. I am making sure shit is okay. There aren't any bikes. There aren't any scooters. I am going like, <laughs> God, I hate the city. I fucking hate the city. Sorry. As like a small late tangent, um, I was talking to my friend Kate yesterday and she was, I was telling her I wanted to vlog again. Many of y'all will be very happy about that. But I was telling her I wanted to vlog again. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. And vlogging in Washington, like you're so close to a cool city. Like it's going to be so, and I was like, no. Not for, not for baby. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm going to stay in my quiet forest town. I am not going into the city. I will never vlog in the city. Like, no. Way too much noise. Way too scary. I hate that place. I could, like, never go to Seattle again another day in my life and be happy. Point. I do point, not enjoy. Point, counterpoint. <laughs> counterpoint. Point, counterpoint. Um, Seattle, to me, is the most lush, most verdant city I've ever been in. It is so... Like, yes, it is still a metropolis of sprawl. Like, the sprawl goes on for miles. However, I have, like, I have been to so many places. Like, maybe or- Orlando is pretty green. <laughs> Orlando was very green. You can't keep the wilderness out of Florida. But um, Seattle is, they still have a, they still, they still have a touch to nature nature still lives there um it's definitely not as it's not as big as it is even even an hour or two away like where we are so like that's my that's my counterpoint is that if you wanted a city but it's lush it's green it's the emerald city (laughs) you will find it in seattle you will also find a lot of people I love all of the things that come to Seattle, the people mm. that come to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I get to see Lizzo in November. Lizzo and Lotto oh, in November. Oh my, my gosh. I'm so, I'm so excited. Oh. Uh, I'm so excited. I will so, get you there. I'm so grateful for all the opportunities I get to have because I live close to Seattle. But actually going there of my own volition just because, never. Never. No. <laughs> Andrew goes I swear all the time I stay home hmm. I'm like no you go have fun I'm gonna stay here bye it's very um, easy they make it easy for you to go because the, the fairies will take you there pretty easily I also feel like being disabled also I feel like I pee a lot and I probably need to get that checked out <laughs> um I feel like the city is not really conducive to me like having to walk around mm. on uh, streets that are a little uneven is hard for me and finding a bathroom that's open to the public that's not disgusting like i don't know i just feel like for me to exist there is difficult and so i'd rather just be in the comfort of my town where it's a lot slower and breezier and everybody follows the traffic laws i would love (laughs) i would love to wayfind for you i would love to go to the places know where to go know where the elevators are because they do have accessibility paths totally, that are totally. wheelchair accessible so that people don't have to wheel themselves up um, up the hills. And so, like, I would... It, it does. You would have to... It takes a lot of scrabbling to it be does. able to be like, this is a safe spot. This spot right here, this is a good spot. It's It just happens to be, like, six blocks away from another good spot. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I do like that kind of exploration. But that's a 
Well, that was that was our tangent, I think. About yeah. Skittle. Anyways, I feel like I feel like we've covered what we feel magical thinking is. Um, you think? I feel like we did. I think so. I think magical yeah. thinking it's it's joyful, it's it's loving, it's being connected. Uh, that's my that's my main takeaway. I think it's it is connectedness and the interplay between you and everything around you and. Definitely. Your positive thoughts will have effects and your negative thoughts will have effects. Too. Definitely. Maybe in a future episode, we could do like some actual practical tips for connecting. But today we just really wanted to cover like what that even mm. is. So, um, Andrew, is there anywhere that you'd like to share that they can find you, even though you told them not to look at you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You can <laughs> you can find me on the Pumpkin Patch Discord server. Oh, yes, that's a great place to find him. He is, is a, <laughs> he is a moderator. He is my spooky boo. He's literally called that in the Chloe server. Spooky boo. Chloe spooky boo. <laughs> yeah, that's a great place to find him. I Come love to the Discord. I love people saying hello, good good morning, and good night. We people like show up for chats, and then like we might not. I don't know. I, I like it. It's a nice place. Um, and honestly, it's one of the very first places that I have felt just just kind of welcome as a as a foregone conclusion and so i would love anyone listening if they wanted a space like that to feel welcome just as a foregone conclusion you can come to the discord server you can you can even you can even at me but please don't <gasps> oh my you god can, he you can at, at curio permission. <laughs> oh i'm i am i am at curio on the server but i want to say i'm haunted curio most places um, so if you, if you wanted to, you can find me on Twitch as Haunted Curio. I have some bots up, uh, but generally I'm offline or I'm in my alt accounts that you will never find out. <laughs> and then I'm ready to burn at a moment's notice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Scorpio moons though. Um, That's it. In any case, thank you so much for arising to the occasion quite literally from mm. sleep to be here for this episode i appreciate you thank you for your time and i hope to have you back soon me too this was this was glorious i, I had no idea <laughs> thank you all right pumpkins please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity you empower everyone around you to do the same and i'll talk to you next time bye bye all <laughs>